0: Welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello.
1: I'm Jim DeSanto. And I've secretly always wanted to be a pageant queen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Today on the show, we are looking at a film that introduced us to Trump's America 20 years early (laughs) as we talk drop dead gorgeous. But first, as always, we ask the most pressing question of every episode. What are we drinking this episode? What does everybody have well, consider, to drink? Considering this
0: it is after Halloween and we all know that now that means it's Christmas time. Um no, it wasn't I, it before? Yeah. I know. Well, it, according to Lowe's it's Christmas time starting okay. in August. I am having a mad elf from True oh, brewery. Oh, excellent. Um, Hershey Pennsylvania. And I'm drinking it out of my Widowmaker goblet that I Ooh. got when I was up in Boston and yes. visiting
2: Brian. Widowmaker Brewery is fantastic. Katie, what are you drinking?
1: I'm drinking my favorite seasonal beverage, which is a little apple cider with a shot of whiskey. Uh, we have it every Halloween as we trick or treat, mm-hmm. and then I always like to keep it around. There's a little cinnamon. The
0: there's trip. a little. There's a couple so. other little things in there. It's lovely. Uh,
2: I am drinking Portland Pale Ale by Long Pine, um,
1: oh.
2: Long Pine Brewery. Oh, Brian! Like I, had, I had a really a good house. Portland, Maine.
0: I had a really good Portland beer yesterday. Um, Bissell, oh, what was it? Bissell Brothers, something. Oh, it was very good. I don't know if I know that. off yeah, the face so out. many.
2: They actually have a uh, fantastic brewery tour up in Portland that I want to go to. Sometimes we should do that. Yeah, Portland, they. Put you, yeah, the food up there is amazing, but they have all these little breweries, and they put you on a van and they drive you around to all the breweries, oh, and like then that. they'll take you someplace to eat, and they have great waterfront hotels you can stay at. It's a really cool Ooh. spot.
0: Is Patty there tomorrow? Because we'll just come up and she can babysit. Yeah, little, oh, little, be my mom
2: is. I have a lot of free time on my hands. Okay. That's fantastic. <laughs> a lot of free time.
1: Are you uh, off uh, this are you off this week? What's happening?
2: Ninety nine. November for us, a month in which we are celebrating the amazing films of 1999, a year in filmmaking that is, well, almost unparalleled. And as a result of that, in lieu of our usual fact check, we are going to fact check each other from 1999 Mm. over the rest of the month
1: can we pause for a brief commercial interruption there is there is a picture for those of you that are joining us on facebook there is a picture in the screen that must be talked about who what is what is your visual this week brian my
2: visual is the newest costello that
1: was that was born there's a new baby. What's,
2: yes, the baby was born. Could we uh, call Kieran, him a
1: Com Minor?
2: Yes, oh, I like that. He is a Com Minor. <laughs> Kieran Costello, I uh, to tell everyone how dedicated I am to this podcast. Mm-hmm. I left my wife and newborn child in the hospital uh, to come home and record this episode
1: to tell everyone how committed Brian is. His best friends of twenty years were not sure that he was joking. Yeah. On Friday when he was at the hospital saying we can record now.
0: <laughs> yeah, he said he said he's ready, like, and I was like,
1: I don't, I don't know whether he's joking or not. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh- I was gonna record the episode from the birthing suite.
1: Yep. I was ready for it. I I, no, thought... I was right.
2: They they had a better Wi-Fi connection than I have here, I think. Yeah. In my home. I think it would have I mean, we could have streamed it. It would have um, been
0: memorable. Who knows? Yeah.
2: We could have streamed it. But he is lovely and he'll be home. And uh, there are pictures on social media Yay. for those who want to see it. He was not alive in nineteen ninety nine, but we are. And we will be fact checking, like I said, each of us from 1999 in this month's fact check. And we're going to start out by checking 1999
1: Katie Curran. Mm -hmm. So we have
2: a series of questions. So if you did not know Katie in 1999, this is a little fact check on Katie Curran. Mm -hmm. So here are your questions uh, that we'll be asking all of us for our fact check. Are you a com major? Yes or no? 1999.
1: I am not a com major. Not in like actual major of study or in the connotation of like being a film nut. Uh, I had not yet entered that world.
2: No. Excellent. Uh, question two.
1: Where were you living mm. in
2: 1999? So
1: the beginning of 1999. Well, so I, we'll just say on the campus of the University of Scranton. Most yes. of the year, the campus of the University of Scranton. Mm-hmm. Perfect.
2: Okay. Uh, did you have a job
1: that summer? I believe I had a job as a camp counselor. Maybe Peggy Curran could confirm that after freshman year of college. I think I went back to Schuylkill County and was a camp counselor for a local playground camp.
2: Lovely. Uh, who was your best friend in 1999? Mm, this
1: is a tough, t- tough question. So I'm going to go with like Molly T. Dwyer, best friends since high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely her. But I had also met my freshman year roommates, Lori, Mary, and Siobhan, who continue mm. to this day to be my best friends. And Brian Costello ah, entered my sure. world in 1998. So 1999, like we had been going strong as besties for a year. And he kept telling yes. me about this Jim DeSanto guy um, who I had not yet met.
2: Yes. But well, you didn't me Well later
1: in nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine was a big year. It was a big year. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. the second half. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. a big year. Okay. Uh favorite T V show. What was your favorite T V show of I though?
1: think Homicide was Ooh, my so yeah, good. that was the big show of of ninety nine. hmm. Uh
2: okay. What are you doing on a Saturday night in 1999? So often
1: on a Saturday night in 1999, we would go to the off-campus housing <laughs> off, off of the University of Scranton, Often 424, Taylor would be the place that we would go. Um, we would grab a slice of pizza on the way home, and then Brian and I would catch up on the videotaped homicide episode of the week, yeah. both of us quite intoxicated, but... Uh, we would never miss. We would never miss. It was either either Friday night or Saturday night. We would come back and watch some Homicide.
0: Yeah. All right. So Brian probably Brian? can't hear us yep, now. Yeah, Brian's
1: got a delay. Yeah. No. Brian's on a delay. There you are, Brian. You're back. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Brian. What's next? Favorite meal. Favorite meal of 1999. The uh, cafeteria hosted a a chef that would make you a little pasta or grain dish, the, oh, Pangeos, the Pangeos guy, Pangeo. Pangeos yeah. Pangeo station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the Pangeo station. I liked the sweet potato and uh, black bean little pasta dish. That was my favorite one. I liked oh, that.
0: I like the I forget what it was called. But it had the uh, pepperoni and oh, the ricotta that really cheese. Good. And that the, With the,
1: like, it was a little yeah. spinach or basil. Yeah, there was yeah. some greens in there. And, and then there was, was
0: the, yum. and then the other one was the bowtie ballet.
1: Why do we never make these things?
0: Yeah, the bowtie ballet was, like, almost like a um, bowtie pasta, obviously, yeah. with, like, uh, it was, like, a fake carbonara, because they mm. did, like, a little bit of Alfredo mm-hmm. and then peas and diced yes, ham. loved ham geos. Yeah.
1: Pangeos. yeah.
2: I should add. Now I can hear you. That my connection is awful. Mm-hmm. While my wife was in labor, our home was hit by a tree. Oh, uh, oh a I storm. wonder if
0: your uh, your routing and is goofy. They, mm. they they came
2: and fixed the wire. They said so. Well, just they as lied. an FYI.
1: They lied. But they
0: might have. Uh, yeah, they might have to change your downstream routing, and not maybe didn't get to it yet. So yes. you might be bouncing so, off of a bunch of other places. So yes, mm. so All right.
2: yes. Just to be fair, I am back. So, uh, favorite band
0: and singer?
1: Oh, yes, perfect. Uh, Dave Matthews band would definitely be. Okay. Came alive in 1999. Um, They did come
2: alive. (laughs) They know who didn't. Very good. That was very good. Coldplay did not come alive in 1999. There you go. Uh, And then finally, number nine single Mm. or involved?
1: On and off. I'm trying to think of how many people I dated in 1999. Uh, I'm going to go with three. Relationships in
2: 1999. All right, we'll we'll put we'll put those numbers against Jim's next week and see who wins.
1: (laughs) To be fair, Jim and I did not start dating in 1999. I think I can
0: clarify. There's a silent M. (laughs) Pam.
1: There was Uh, another Jim, but not this Jim. It was Jim number one. There we go. The behind Jim number two was the stronger relationship.
2: Okay. Uh, So that is 1999,
1: Katie, Katie Katie Curran, 1999,
2: Katie Curran. Uh Uh, Now it is time for our rundown for the delightful 1999 mockumentary Mm. Drop Dead Gorgeous.
1: Uh, disclaimer, Katie is back to have written, writing, having, having, having written the run. <laughs> Brian, don't worry.
0: That's oh. not your internet. Yes. That is just I, how Katie's talking so right now. I, I'm wondering.
1: Uh, I wrote the rundown in about 30 seconds while I was listening to banter prior to this episode. So banter. Banter. It doesn't rhyme <laughs> and it might not make any sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I might not be able to hear it. So,
1: <laughs> Small town pageantry mockumentary. Sponsored by Sarah Rose Cosmetics in Minnesota. Kirstie Alley, former queen, is a murderous mom. Denise Richards plays her pageant snob daughter. They'll do anything uh, to win, including shoot kids, blow up trailers, etc. Allison Janney et and then, <laughs> Kirsten Dunst steal the pageant show, avoid the salmonella, and end up winners despite the Title IX bankruptcy of Sarah Rose Cosmetics. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> <sighs> this episode, <laughs> the deep side. is so
2: far. This episode is like how I feel. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Brian, put, put I'm so tired. On like, I know four we got an extra hour. Sleep. I
2: don't feel it.
1: I don't feel it. Four an extra hours hour. of sleep
2: in mm-hmm. three days. You know, it's. The, right. well, this this episode is like labor. We're just yeah. going to push through it. Mm. It's going to push okay. through. It might be
1: painful, but at the end, there's going to be a gem. going be joy. Let's there's talk about joy.
2: this movie. All right. Let's uh, do which it. was Katie's choice. Now, to reference, every film we're doing mm-hmm. this uh, month is a film from 1999 because it's just an amazing year. So we looked at the list of all the films, mm-hmm. and Katie's, um, one of her, pretty much your immediate reaction when you saw it yep. was this film. <laughs>
1: I've loved Why? I've loved this movie since the first time I saw it in 1999. It just I don't know it is just stuck with me as uh, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. We, I will say th- that with 20 years of time and context, some of the jokes have gotten awkward and not as funny. And so there are definitely some cringeworthy moments in 1999 humor. Um, but keeping it in the context of that it was made 20 years ago, it's still damn funny.
2: Yeah. I, I wonder, and we've talked about this with like previous movies we've done for this time period. If it's a film like this that was made back then, do you get a bit of a pass I mean, you definitely cringe a little bit, mm-hmm. but you still... It, it's not like somebody who ch- would choose to write or make a film like that now. right?
1: So, you know, I think you do. And and for me, like, I kept kind of holding up as it was going through, you know, we've talked about, it's like the portrayal of characters versus the story itself. So this is like, it's supposed to be small town Minnesota. And so, I mean, you know, it is very white And not very educated. Um, But in that, there are great people, right? Like, so it's not like a, it's not satirizing so much, it's not like harpooning small town America. Right, like th- there's like a very well, but there's a very specific culture, I think, being the
0: pageant. Yeah. Right,
1: like the pageant but culture in, is really in, what's in, being focused on.
0: But in doing that, they're they are lampooning the importance that is put on the pageant by the locals.
1: I guess so, but so to me, like the, there is truth to that, right? Like the, you, you can look at that through a few different specters, like you know what happens with like football. In yeah. small town America, well, yeah, right? Well, that's I mean, different, though. Yeah. That's
0: different, though. So, like, when we talk about things like Varsity Blues and or Friday Night Lights, those are not—they're not creating a false, a false, uh, like a straw man world. argument. Yeah, yeah, they're not creating a false world, and then and then and then attaching the community around it. Like, those are real uh... things that happen. Like I, drop the gorgeous is not a thing that happens, right? No, like you I think, know like, that like this is a heightened reality. It's not real life.
1: You don't. You don't. Well, so but then huh, I don't know. I, I so you They don't didn't. They that, didn't.
0: No, they didn't go after. No, the murders and
1: stuff. Oh, on, like, well, no. Okay. so no, it's, it's but, satirized. On, I think, absolutely.
0: I, I think this goes back to
2: what we were talking last week about with Scream. Yeah, which is it is a which we had problem with Scream, which is. It wanted to be a satire, but it was not a satire enough Mm -hmm. like it wanted to have stereotypical characters, but then not have them be stereotypical. These, I think, are very stereotypical or heightened characters Mm -hmm. like Jim saying in, you know, kind of like a varsity blues way, which is, yes, there are people who. Attach this much importance to something, but we're going to pick the real outliers in terms of the stereotypes of people to create this heightened pageant world. But the pageant world itself is very much true. And some of the ideas of these types of people that they're portraying are very true. We're just going to take the extremes of all of them. So Everybody in this film is an extreme. There's no there's no like grounding. There's nobody that grounds this, which is why it works, as opposed to if they did what Scream tried to do, which is we're going to try to do this as a satire, but then try to ground it in odd ways that takes away like this film is another good example of a film. And we've done a bunch of them in the last year that knows what it is and leans into what it is. And it's why it pulls it off so well.
1: I agree. Yeah, so, I mean, to me, like, you know, so particularly, like, one of the things that feels cringeworthy now is that there's a minor character who is not mentally, you know, of the normative. And there's some jokes around that that feel awful. But some of those jokes are, like, some of the the teens, you know, calling him a retard right and to me i'm like that's so like that's 1999 yeah there's a
0: joke there's um there's a difference between yes there's a i i think a lot of his character was actually showing the joke wasn't so much him it was how everyone else around him reacts to him and treats him right which is 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 kind of saying something about the other people right and and it's like part of that i think is fine there are others the the one that I, honestly, the one that I had the most problem with was the anorexic girl, mm-hmm. which that one doesn't yeah, land I very think, well because mm-hmm. it's it, none of the jokes are about, um, how the pageant pushed her right, there. That,
1: that it created that it right. was
0: more about like just she's a, too weak sight, to stand. And it's she's like a, weak a to it's to, a sight gag.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, when yeah. we were talking about the idea, which I think Jim's spot on about with comedy. It's like yeah. when you use those weird sight gags or like you know, pranks where you're, sp- it's like funny the first time you see it. Yeah. But then after the first time you see it, you're like, this yeah. isn't as funny anymore. Yeah. Right.
1: No, I agree with you.
0: Yeah. And that, that character. um, Yeah. Unfortunately, they, they, they kind of missed the mark where I think they could have had. See, this is something that I think Christopher guest does in these style of movies that is really perfect is that he grounds the experience through everyone else right his characters that are going through it like even if it's if it's spinal tap if it's best in show if it's waiting for guffman whatever it is there are um there are there the characters that he's following are always sort of the outliers and the weird the weird ones and there's this whole community involved in the event whatever it is that are completely normal like bobby fleckman in in spinal tap or the rest of the dog owners in Best in Show and and the people running the the, the clinic, um, and in this movie, there is not one straight per, straight man. There's no character that is just. There's no Jerry Seinfeld looking around at this group around him, going, "What the f is happening?" And I think they kind of thought that Thomas Lennon would be that the, the who is the he's the um, the voice. He's the the documentarian, and you only hear him probably maybe five or six times throughout the movie asking questions. Um, But they never, I think that's a missed opportunity here to really like, I, I think they went for the, I think they went for easy laughs here instead of like thoughtful, thought provoking, like let's laugh at how ridiculous pageantry is, but then also go, well, no, I kind of feel bad laughing about that because this is how awful this whole situation is. And I think something like another pageant movie is Little Miss Sunshine that nails this, that mm-hmm. like lands it like a, like a plane perfectly. Um,
1: well, so there's a, <clears throat> there is a difference there though in terms of like the age of your, your major characters, right? So like Little Miss Sunshine really the focus besides being on her and her family is on the parents who put like little kids through this system. Yeah, yeah. Whereas drop mom, dead yeah. gorgeous is looking at high school students who view the pageant as a way to, you know, get some attention, maybe get, Escape. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah get absolutely. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like a ticket out. So there is a little bit of a different focus in terms of like, you know who you're lampooning, yeah. And I don't think in this movie that they really are lampooning the girls. So like that's where no, th- that's true. We Except started any talking Richards. about this, but didn't really get far in the conversation of like I to me the 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 teenage girls, the contestants in this movie are very sympathetic. Like I think that you're supposed to feel with them. You know, like why why they choose to be a part of this and yeah. you know that they're that they're like they're all eccentric kind of kids in like different ways and right, right. you enjoy them right like like you you find them yeah they're fun I, and kind i do kind. i
0: do think that they <laughs> they the only one they don't do that with is Denise Richards and that's sort of a missed opportunity because i feel like th- that could have been like the big reveal of this movie is that like yeah she's awful but she's also on this path because of her mother Mm -hmm. and like her mother's the one that has done all the awful things right denise richards character is just an awful person because of her mother and they don't really that's true they don't really show you that (laughs) at all they just kind of like she never has a moment of redemption ever you're right that is a missed
1: opportunity but i don't i
2: I don't know if I cared so much about that. I liked the film. I thought it was really good, but th- mm-hmm. I thought there were some structural issues with it. Like I didn't necessarily need them to go to that national convention at the end. Yeah. I thought the film was going re- like, honestly got to its it, at really good part when they started the show. I could have used more of the contestants like Amy Adams, yes. Brittany Murphy. Yeah. Really good. The pageant itself. I thought it was in like a sweet spot right there. And then it kind of did dovetail a little bit. And then it bounced back with the parade, like the winner's mm-hmm. parade and stuff. But I don't know if they needed to show us an end the way it did. Yeah, yeah
1: I I forgot about that part. Honestly, yeah. like I, I felt like I remembered the majority of the movie. And then the, the ending, I was like, oh, wow. No, I forgot that it goes. It to, was like, really the next dark. It, yeah. it became
2: <laughs> what was interesting is I know it was a satire and I guess it was dark the whole time. Um, When you think about it, Mm -hmm. because of the fact people were being killed. So it's certainly dark in many ways. And I get that. Mm -hmm. But my question is, why did they have to go and make it so dark at the end? Mm. And it seems like the dark aspects of it and Christie Alley was crazy and, you know, all these other types of things. Why did they have to make it that dark where she's like kind of getting on the bus at the end and it's ending on a really depressing note? Cause I don't think the film in general was that depressing. Yeah. And it, it, I don't know. It was just a little bit, I, I guess it was supposed to be a black comedy theoretically, but I didn't yeah. necessarily see it as a black comedy. I saw it more as a mockumentary and those 10 not to be, to be comedies and satires not dark comedies.
0: Yeah, I think I think they needed a way to say that this that this pageant wasn't the ticket out that everyone thought it would be. And I think they wanted to show that it was like rotten to the core. <laughs> mm. And I think that's why they do did we, it.
2: Yeah, I I do think it's this film's interesting in the sense that even though there is aspects of it that are dated there are there's still a lot of it, I think, that rings true. I think a lot of the things that we necessarily feel as cringeworthy in films, I'm not sure in other parts of the country that's playing as cringeworthy. And I also have always found the pageant world itself that this is mocking mm-hmm. to be fascinating because I and I don't want to offend anyone and whenever anybody says i don't want to offend anyone you, you're <laughs> uh, clearly about out. to a, you're clearly about to offend people who this connects to i have never understood the in my opinion what is almost the sexualization of women in that way it's just not something you know maybe it sounds woke or something <laughs> you know but I, 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 you know, I've just yeah, never no. really, uh, and again, these are high school students. So you could say a whole other thing and I won't go on a diatribe on like child pageants and things like that, but I've just, I, I've never really so got
0: that. The analog and, and, to that is, and you'd probably do get this and you, you've seen it probably closer. Um, not just, I was going to say on the boys side, but it's not just boys, but on the athletic side, Oh, absolutely! I mean, there is a connection yeah, to yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: It, it. It's 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 the same idea of parents thrusting this yes. kind of adulthood or the, pressure onto their children. So, it, I mean, it's
0: parents who don't know how to live their life without their child, um, without viewing some some arbitrary success that their child is having is as like a success of their parenting.
1: And just for us to get serious for a few minutes more, um, this speaks directly to the message that we've sent to women in the United States for quite some time, which is that for a long time, things like this were the only avenue for a woman to gain some sort of power, recognition, status, maybe even a scholarship, right? And it was based on how you look, how you walk, mm-hmm. how you talk, all of those pieces that we used to say created the, the ideal woman, yeah. right? That were very much about, uh, who you appear to be how you hold yourself not what talents you have on the football field (laughs) right Right? Right. like it was about how you look and speak
2: yeah so so ends the npr portion of this week's episode (laughs) can we talk about one of my favorite
0: can we we talk for a minute about um Doug sweaty,
2: <laughs> Let's uh, sweaty balls. oh there's a recipe uh,
1: yeah. uh, recipe can portion. we talk
2: about one of uh there are a few lines in this film though that i absolutely love okay. uh jesus loves winners <laughs> like <laughs> uh, that is like i feel like that is a campaign slogan being used by politicians yeah. in america for the 2020 election well, jesus there is I a think... lot of uh Social commentary in this movie again. Oh, yeah. We're 20 years later, and I don't think it's anywhere near as dated. We talked about like scream no. being dated and some of the films that we've done have like a very dated feel to it. This movie, if you had told me this movie was made this year, absolutely yep. w- yeah. would have and believed so that this film was made. The funny this thing year. is,
0: is at the time. That this movie was made. I think those things that they put in the movie were they put them there as exaggerations of what they thought would be funny and now they're not exaggerations because people are fucking idiots.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would like to talk about this movie being Kirstie Alley's like
0: I disagree. Oh, I love. I think she's great. I think she's great, I but I don't think this. this is her movie. And I told you this last night. The person that makes this movie happen is Kirsten Dunst oh. from beginning to end.
1: Oh no, no, no! I'm sorry. You, I wasn't saying that she is the best part of the movie. Oh, I'm saying this is the best thing Kirsten Alley has ever done.
2: Ooh, okay. Ooh, she was very good in Cheers, but I would agree.
0: Yeah. Um, what
1: about look, I'm who's talking? To... Yeah. No. <laughs> I have you not seen that movie <laughs>
0: in
2: so long, and I really don't want to see that movie again. I don't. I don't. Well, we're
0: really gonna. We're gonna watch that. that. Wait, what That's, are you looking at? Here? I'm gonna this? pull up Christy Alley movies. No, but what was oh. this? Oh, I wanted to see. So I pulled up um, Christopher Guest just to see. Wait,
1: is he the director of this? Because this. No, is no, of... he, isn't, he is. He no. is not. Oh, okay. But I
0: did want to see where this fell in
1: oh, in relation
0: to his directing. And the interesting thing is. The only two of his movies in this style that came out prior were Waiting for Guffman mm-hmm. and And Spinal uh, Tap. Spinal Tap. Yep. And then so like I feel like this movie in in retrospect kind of gives him a second wind almost because he did waiting for Guffman in ninety six. Where's Spinal Tap on here? Spinal Tap's in the in the he didn't direct 80, Spinal Tap. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Rob Reiner directed Spinal That's Tap. Right. But he wrote it. It when was he his it. it was his yeah. project. But then really. he goes on in quick succession to do best in show, Mighty Wind for your consideration. And those three movies are incredible. Um Yes. And so Waiting for Guffman's very good and Spinal Tap is is a classic, but um I'm just wondering, with the success of Drop That Gorgeous, did he did he That's go like, oh, you know what, I can do this again, or or yeah. did, did people around him go, yeah, you can do those things now that oh, you weren't able it to, do to, to produce yeah. And didn't well, be- I think A Mighty Win might have been up for an Oscar, right, for best song, wasn't? Uh,
1: yeah, I think you're so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think but, so. So
1: I was asking Jim about the folks that created Drop That Gorgeous because like I'm used to nope. like the Christopher Guest, you know, anthology yeah. of mockumentaries. Um and it seemed strange to me that I, this is like a one-off, right? Like Yeah. As far as I that, can tell. the people that made this didn't make uh, any yeah, other I don't I think this
2: is this film is intriguing in the sense also that this is another like over the last couple of weeks we've done two uh very female-centric Films. This is a very female centric film, and I think what also ties in, interestingly, and we'll discuss like 1999 all month is you have a film like this Kubrick's um, Eyes Wide Shut comes out in 99 varsity blues comes out in 99. So we've had these other films we've been doing as well, where you get all of these like varied roles for women. You know, in this one, women dominate this film mm-hmm. and, you know, I- in a way which is, I think, ultimately, it's hard, like redeeming in the sense that here's Kirsten Dunst is this person who wants to be freed and not to get too much into it because it's a mockumentary, but like trying to break out of the confines mm-hmm. that a pageant has enforced on women. I mean, we could argue all we want about Kubrick's take on what he was trying to say, but that was a different take. And then we get Varsity Blues, where we saw the idea of Amy Smart's character thinking she had to throw herself at the high school quarterback is that's the only way. So I think all three films were expressing different takes on the subjugation of women. I agree. Kubrick didn't do it the way some people would have liked, but I think that's what he was trying to say. Like women are being, you know, almost created as not people. They're secondary to men. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing in, in all of this. And I don't think you saw that in a lot of nineties films. It, you know, 99 was a pivot in that respect. I think the changing the role. And then a couple of years later, we start getting films like the hours and things like that. Well, so yeah. When you said that different in that,
0: I just checked and I wanted to see when Friday night lights, the movie, um, hit which was a lot later than I thought. Two thousand four, um, because I thought that came out in quick succession of Fry- of Varsity Blues, which I'm almost a hundred percent sure Varsity Blues was like someone well, read was. Was Friday Part Night Lights, that, and they yeah. were like, oh, they "I abs- want to abs- make this." In movie. In fact,
2: I think they I think they tried to option it, and yeah. it was too expensive, so yeah. they just which if did you've their own never
0: I, I know the series Friday Night Lights took off, and people love it, and it is very good. But if you've never seen the movie, the movie Friday Night Lights is a is a masterpiece of of everything. The score, the
2: direction, everything. Yeah, everything is, is
0: so good. The acting is off the charts good. Um, Billy Bob Thornton and um, who's the uh the singer that's in it? Um, uh, the oh uh, singer. Tim Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw. Yeah, he's he's uh, fantastic.
1: So I liked um. You know you're talking about like the role of the women in this movie. Mm. I liked how Denise Richards and Kirsten Dunst are opposed to each other, you know, juxtaposed in that, you know, you have one who is kind of like in the socioeconomic hierarchy. You know, the yeah. family has money in this small town, Minnesota situation. And then literally, your your other character is living in the trailer park. And to me, and this is where I thought, like, still, they, they kind of, like, handled this with care. Like, very much, they don't have money, right? But, like, mom is a hairdresser, she certainly has a drinking problem, mm-hmm. but also, like, loves her kid, supports her kid. Clearly like, through, a
0: happier person, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, than yeah absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so you look at this kid, you know, Kirsten Dunst, like she plays Amber Atkins who ultimately goes on to, you know, win this pageant because the <laughs> because Denise Denise Richards dies. Um but she is such a more like grounded human and to me you do get that story of like the role of the family, right? Like mm-hmm. the role of like the people around her and Alice and Janney who we have spoken <laughs> about before phenomenal
0: yeah so phenomenal. good she plays the role of this mom in uh, three films that i know of oh yes she's well, not not different. she's not the mom in this movie she's the the mom's friend but yes. she kind of plays the same role in this um she's in juno too right she plays yeah yes. she's, yep. she's this kind of mom in juno And in I I, Tanya, holy shit, she's different in I Tanya. Yeah, she's awful. I would say, I I mean, so like, right, like she's an awful human. She (laughs)
1: plays around this world. Yes, right. But to me, in in this film, she is like full, like love and support. Right, like she's the best. I mean, she is wacky and like hitting on young Uh, bartenders. Like that's hysterical. Like I, I mean, I love her, but like through it all, like she is a best friend Mm -hmm. to the mom. And she is Amber's, you know, pseudo like auntie, you know, fairy fairy godmother. Like, you know, like through and through.
2: Yeah. Did anybody else wonder if Alex Rogan from The Last Starfighter was going to get on the top of one of the mobile (laughs) homes and fix an antenna? Maybe. at, At one point I was like, is The Last Starfighter going to show up at this RV park? So. Is he Is he going to be there? Could
1: uh, be. That would be a nice little overlap. Listen, if anybody's Crossover.
2: looking to get me a baby gift, any listener, cool. uh, feel free to get me the globe bar set that Denise Richard's dad oh, was yeah. drinking. Yes.
0: At. Yes. You could fit that three bottles in same? there. What's that uh, actor's, name? actor's name? I don't, oh, I don't know. Oh, he's,
2: he used, you know, he used to be on a bunch of Tracy Ullman stuff. He was part of that whole crew. Um, oh God, Sam. I'm going to draw a blank, but he's very good. I thought his character, there are a few supporting characters. The male characters, again, very interesting, I thought, and you probably never make these connections. I thought that this, I was thinking of this movie in the hours, Mm -hmm. like, because it's such a female-dominated film, Mm -hmm. and another one that I'd love for us to do together, because it falls in this category as well, is The Favorite, with Emma Stone and Olivia Coleman and stuff like that, which is the males kind of take on the typical role that Hollywood gives to females, which is really interesting supporting characters, but they're always very afraid to put the females in the majority roles. And they just sprinkle in really interesting male characters as supporting. And the dad in it, and then John Doe. Yeah. The judge, who is oh, probably Man. my favorite character in the movie. Well, and that was is just, I mean oh, he's like, definitely also cringe worthy. Yeah. But
1: to me, again, like there's a very specific purpose to his character, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, and like, I, what are different. we really doing? here? I, I think that that you so could put the top that it's
2: funny. Like, well, that no, absolutely. Is, it, it, and, is, and
1: but I do think it like raises a point of like. Oh, Why ab- are we putting like teenage does. girls on parade? Well, right, 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 absolutely. And
0: like, we can put we can put pedophiles and creepy teenage girl likers in the same category as Nazis, and just say like we're free yeah. to fuck oh make with fun them of as them. Much as we yes. want. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mock yeah. No, them,
1: absolutely. Crap on I don't. I, well, I think my only issue was thinking like, are they making light of that? Right? I, mean, like, I don't so. think so. Okay.
2: I think they were. I think they were. We were all laughing because it's like yeah anybody who is that is, yeah.
1: is right well they, is, and is to me that like creepy that
2: that they should be laughed at and ridiculed and if somebody really does that should go to jail well forever
1: but to me it wasn't even so much about him it was about like that in creating this culture right where you're saying like we should just parade these young girls around and and you know have everybody ogle them mm-hmm. um that it's almost an, like a normalization of these like very creepy notions of like let's all look at let's all look at the girls right so to me he's a representation of like a bigger issue around the pageant system of like that you're taking young girls and sexualizing them and letting everybody sit there and enjoy it right know, for and your he, pleasure he
0: he is the only one. Maybe that is like, is sort of like letting it slip that, like, yeah, there's a creepy sexual thing riding, like, right under the surface
1: of yeah. all this. Like, I'm going to videotape right. this and right. watch it later on tonight. Right. Yeah.
0: And whereas, like, the other people in the audience are like, <laughs> no, know this that is there's, all, a, this is all they know that there's a line that they would get, quote unquote, found but out if they I, crossed. But he doesn't. <laughs> I always,
2: I always feel this way um, when it comes prom season. Oh, like yeah. I chaperone proms and stuff, and I'm often like sitting there and I'm saying, "Why are these dresses?" And maybe yep. it's me being prudish, but like sometimes I see this and I'm like, "I, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't get. Yep. I, I, I understand a a teenager wanting to do that. I what I don't understand is the people making those dresses, maybe for teenagers, because to be quite clear prom dresses uh, pageant dresses mm-hmm. those are made by specific companies you know that's not yeah, like yeah. hey you're a 20 something and you're going to buy this prom dress why those are made and why it's like okay you know once or twice, if, if it was a regular day on a tuesday And somebody came and said, hey, you're going to wear this to school. Be like, hell no, you're not wearing that. Mm -hmm. You're going to put on a sweater and you're going to. But like, okay, now you're 16 and you can put on all this makeup and you can put on this outfit and you can go and parade yourself around. and we're going to have people take pictures of it. If I told
1: you that at an eighth grade dance, we have to get worried about 13 year olds in stiletto heels with cleavage showing like, I'm not That young, wouldn't be surprised in you know, the least. Like, but like yeah. I, I mean it it is it, like it's yeah. I just it's it's, scary. I find that
0: I just find it very
2: like I've always found it very interesting. Like I, I what I, I find
0: is, is interesting is that a lot of times I find um the mothers of these girls cuz obviously this is this is going to be a strictly female problem unfortunately because guys are not wearing like you know, no shirts to or whatever, to it's just not what
1: <laughs> that, that the, the, yeah, society yeah, has yeah, not created that no, as a thing,
0: but right, right, yes, no. But so, can
2: I just say qu- quickly one thing? Yeah, I, I think, and we never discussed this, I, I do think in some way this is what Kubrick was commenting on in part in that ridiculous orgy scene in Eyes Wide Shut, which is all the men are always dressed, right. Like, it's like, that's the expectation. He was kind of saying the expectation of men are they're going to be in these wealthy tuxedos. And you do see no nudity of men in that movie. And in women, it's like, we're going to hypersexualize them to this crazy extreme while men get to walk around yeah. in fully clothed. And I, I just I don't know. This is maybe a heavy discussion for a film that was. Not heavy, yeah. but it made me think about these things, and pageants always do, that I just don't get it. And it's, yeah. by the way, not to be sexist. It's the same thing as the crazy dad who's getting arrested in a parking lot at a high school hockey game or football game because he's trying to attack a ref when his kid's going to play Division three football for yeah. free. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, there's me. no difference. I mean, I, mean, I mean, there isn't much of a difference. Well, I mean, in essence...
1: To me this conversation kind of speaks to why the movie still works, right? Yeah. Like like this is what true satire does, yeah, right? Yeah. Where you can watch it and like laugh, but then it also like creates a little wormhole in your brain where you're like, well, yeah, there's there's still something to be said there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I just I found that interesting. But there were some just there were some flat out funny lines. Yeah. Oh my like gosh. when were her, just like funny when her scenes. when her dad like when Kirsten Dunn says, you know, my dad, you know, once a carny, always he's a carny. Like, they're just, like, <laughs> I really love,
1: I funny love her well, we
2: should so talk much.
0: about her because I think, like I said, she does not have any, like, really laugh out loud lines. Like, but I think that was done intentionally because I think her mm. character is the closest or they're at least trying to ground your y- your morality of the movie in her. Yes. And say like she finds this okay but it's really like her only choice. And it's really what she she's really attaching her life dreams to. Um, and she is completely like adorable the whole movie. Like you you like her from the beginning. There's, yes. m- Although I do, I admit it to Katie like halfway through the movie, I'm like I always look at Kirsten Dunst and I think of uh, interview with a Vampire, and it freaks me mm-hmm. out a little bit. And she always sort of has little vampire teeth. Um.
2: <laughs> it's kind of true. I actually yeah. agree with that. Yeah. It, that yeah. And by the way, she was great in an interview with a vampire. She, yes, so, she's a
0: fantastic.
2: That, that is an under... I, I. I. Just as a quick aside, underrated movie. Yeah. That movie got bashed at the time it came out. But if you watch it again, like... Well, of course Cruise, you like it, Brian. Oh, there it is. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Brad Pitt, (laughs) who got crapped on during that movie, are actually both really good. Yeah, it's it's a good movie. And she and she's really, really she might be the best thing in the whole movie, honestly.
1: I think she's great in this movie. I I think like you know, every scene with her, you're right. It grounds you, it makes you like see things from her perspective, and she you know she is the empathetic character who is able to connect with with everybody um and you know the fact that she like works in the morgue and works in the school (laughs) cafeteria and taps taps through the trailer park like i don't know it all feels very believable for who she is in in this town yeah um but we were talking about like funny side characters, and the piece that I really did enjoy at the end, even though I agree, like the movie probably could have ended twenty minutes, fifteen minutes sooner. I did love the two hosts at the end of the like national oh, the, yeah, the, the state they're, they competition. Are yeah, they're funny. They Just are great. Oh my god! Just like not like you're not staying at the Hojo. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think airport they airport Hojo. <laughs> I- the, the I, I do
2: think the mockumentary in general needs a very short runtime
0: yeah 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 I yeah, don't
2: yeah. think it's a format that lends itself to more than 90 minutes yeah because it's so it's so difficult the way it's filmed mm-hmm. um, I do I will say this I do think it's why um Arrested Development and The Office works so perfectly, though, yeah. in like 22 minute segments. It is it's a great format. Yeah, I think as a long form movie telling uh, thing. It becomes a little bit more difficult. I do want to end on a question that I want to be our poll. Well, two things. One, Amy Adams is in this movie <laughs> yes. and she's my all she might be my all time favorite. I love Amy Adams more than uh, Kirsten Bell. All right. But this is a a a question I'm going to put on social media this week. Has anyone ever been to a meat raffle before? Because
0: (laughs) I I know for a fact that
2: my cousin has. You've
0: got to
1: tag.
2: So when
0: you put that up, I will tag her.
2: Yes. No. And and why I ask? (laughs) This might seem weird, but when I go when I go to basketball to coach, Mm -hmm. uh, I drive through when we play when we play Foxborough, which is uh-huh. where the Patriot stadium is and everything. And the VFW there is always advertising their meat raffle.
1: Meat raffle. Oh, I took so a picture this is of that. Still d- going on. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I took a picture on. of that little clip in, in the, uh, in the movie where you're seeing the sign on the VFW. I, I did love to me. There were portions of the portrayal of this town that just like, they really fleshed out in terms of like the visual, you know, like, like, yeah. Even just like the little, like the poppies around the VFW, like they were just like little pieces that felt so Americana, real. Baby. Yes, they Americana. really did. I felt like they did their homework.
2: <laughs> I felt like I was in back in Schuylkill County when we used to go down and get some 19. <laughs> get some twenty-five cent we there. hang out with the, um,
1: the vets.
2: Yep. Yeah. Great, great choice, Katie. Our first film of 99. Everybody would recommend this film, correct? If you have not oh, ever yes. seen this yeah. film. Everybody has, has to see this movie. To see this yeah. movie. You've got
1: to, There uh, are streaming. so many people in this movie. Like, we started watching oh, this movie, nice. and we were oh, like, yeah. oh, my God, we forgot how many could, people are in this I did. So
2: many. Uh, this film is streaming on Hulu. Yes, it is. So yes. if you have Hulu, Everybody watch. you can watch, watch this film. It. All right. Yeah. It's time to get into the Comm Major's time machine, which is everybody's favorite part because it means we get to go back in time. Hey, hey, I don't mind. <laughs> in
0: time. It's we got a hard cut here, um, yeah. but. It's hard not to get into that groove. It's that's, a, great song. That song. I, that's a
2: great song. I am going to say right now, um, for our Facebook watchers only, yeah. uh, if you watch us on Facebook, before our year-end review, at the be- before we record the show, I am going to do a karaoke version of Huey Lewis's Back in Time. The whole oh, that's song. exciting. Oh, I'll do so the exciting. whole can't wait. song for can't you. Wait. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook, and you can watch the full karaoke yui lewis song wonderful <laughs> it's going to be amazing uh this week's game in the com majors time machine i thought instead of com majors time machine where we usually play the game and it's pick one song from 99 you would listen to one tv show one movie mm-hmm. each week we'll focus on one of these elements mm-hmm. so this week we're doing the music of 1999 mm-hmm. uh so what i did is i i found the number one single of the Billboard Top 100, from 1999, and I'm going to tell you what it is, and then I'm going to play four other oh, songs, man, and we're going to say, the are these songs actually good? And was the song that was uh, number one no,
0: no. worth being number? Don't one. don't do that. The ninety the, the end of the 90s was like the beginning of the downturn of music. Okay, well, yeah. What do you so mean, here we go. That. Like you, you were like, oh, it, it makes, makes me sad. It does. Okay, so okay. Am, am I so, playing uh, some of these or? Y- you- yes.
2: Okay, here we go. So the number one song, mm-hmm. the number one song, and I was shocked go actually. Last one. Ouch. Yeah, I was actually, I was shocked at this <laughs> one. The number one song, number one single of 1999 was "Share Believe." Oh. Yeah. All right, so let's listen to a clip of "Share Believe." Here we go. Whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa.
2: Okay, that's enough of that. We can
0: now I, I, that also, you know, one of the, the beginning of like the auto tune revolution. I think there. Oh, this that's was true. This was like one of one of I the first not songs I remember. Like that song, the auto tune no. at the end of her voice, they used. And and to be fair, Cher doesn't need auto tune. She is no. She that say. was a style. Yeah, that they they, they use it as an effect.
2: I um had this song. Because what? I had bought Cher's Greatest Hits. CD. Jesus
0: fucking Christ!
2: Because why? <laughs> why does anybody oh, want to guess why did I buy Cher's uh, Greatest Hits? Because it was Sonny the, the sure? first.
0: This makes me sad for Brian, not for no, 90s, no, no. It was there. the first. It was got the you, first babe.
2: remastering and release of a certain song chances on CD. Uh, yeah,
0: whatever the chances after are. All, some, after all, <laughs> oh. from
2: Peter Sutera yeah. <laughs> This was pre. This was pre iTunes, remember, where you could buy songs individually. I it. Was so this if I from a song, movie or no? No, this was just a song. <laughs> she had not been big in a long time. This was the thing that, like, literally, her back. this
1: video on YouTube has thirty-eight million views. Oh yeah, people it love makes this song. Me, a little vomitous. Okay,
2: yeah. now I picked four random other top twenty-five songs yeah. from this year to play, and I will. Dare you not to sing, or at least bop around in your car a little bit when you hear these? Uh, All right, uh, here is another 1999 song. John, uh, Jim, pick them at random. Uh, play us another selection from 1999, and we'll say you if picked we that, this You song. picked
0: poorly. I'm looking no, at no, those I, songs I, already. I, I, no, I picked Dude, perfectly. You picked, I picked. There's a song on. Okay, I picked go ahead, perfectly. Go ahead.
2: All these songs were picked with a Ricky very, Martin.
1: little Ricky Martin. Very
2: distinct purpose. People will be in their cars. Driving to work, they will be bopping their heads, they will be now, dancing. I have to say, Ricky they Martin will be singing these that are not has good songs, 272 million views. High quality well,
0: that doesn't mean so. Like, you can't not, judge no, shares because you I don't know when that be, went off. Well, up or, there could
1: be other videos, yeah, 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 but that's still a lot of views. It's a lot of views.
0: Um, Brian, can you hear us? You good? No, he no he's gone. Oh, okay. Mo- I was like, moving okay.
1: on. Moving no, on.
2: What did I didn't hear? Next, it, so. we listened to Rick, Ricky Walker. Here we Martin. go. Jeannie uh, and Bob. Living Levita Loca. Yeah, I'm Living okay. Levita Loca. Hears- All right. Here it goes. Love li- Living Levita Loca.
1: Yeah. My heart is saying no. My heart is saying no. Uh, question.
2: What is rubbing her the right way, and why is that a teen now, song?
1: I do have to say oh. that she just does this in the video, which yeah. makes me feel a little less sexualized about it. Yeah. And it's just like a...
0: <laughs> if you were doing that to her breasts... Yeah, I feel, I feel like that
1: issue, you, you are just it's rubbing... just like Michael... just like, washed, like that would be like something wax on, Michael,
0: Michael wax Scott wax would do yeah, I'm, in the office. I, I, I will say, Brian, the, the songs that you've picked... In just looking at the top 25, you really honed in on, like, a specific category yeah, here. Totally. well Because I thought this was... And I'm the, disappointed because there are some was, others in the top 25 that I'm like, these are classics. I would pick no scrubs. No, no, yeah. no, no. no. No, but that's my point. That these, like, if
2: you, I went and looked at album sales and concert sales, and these were the ones making all the money. This wasn't about the good songs. My point was, this is what was being pumped out. There's some great stuff Third Eye Blind. No, no, but I'm looking at some
1: shite happening. So
2: let's
0: listen to the next one. Now, this song was gigantic.
1: Huge. Huge. Yeah. This one wins in terms of the views. Yeah, yeah, of course. And this video is schoolgirls, Catholic schoolgirl uniform, right? doing all the bad things, which I felt dirty very in 1999
2: well. watching yeah, this fits video. Yeah, it very well with our video. And I was 19 years old and I felt dirty watching it. I mean, she's got it.
1: pigtails, braids, and her bra showing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah and yes. and it, yeah I feel like I should be on some sort of a watch list just for <laughs> seeing that video today.
2: And then right. there's and, this and the, magic. this this I had to put on cuz this is one of the worst songs ever made.
1: Yes, but I am going to back to it. Of in my life, a little bit of Erica by my side, a little bit of Rita's all I need. A little bit of Tina's what I see, a little bit of Sandra in the sun, a little bit of Mary.
2: Yeah. Night long. Do you know why I think of this song? Because Laurie uh, Carino used to sing the Yankee version of this song non-stop, non-stop. So that is a is selection of okay. bad 1999 no, music. What was say, a
0: good no? But just what was a good song?
2: Tell me
1: because very number two, no very good
0: music. number two is TLC's "No Scrubs."
1: I'll take Great "No Scrubs."
0: Song. Right? Yeah. Um, let me scroll down here. Number, and I'm saying this is a good song, but like just to expand our our genre here we have sugar ray with every morning at number i eight.
2: hate sugar ray you know i fucking hate you <laughs> sugar ray we have so do we, not, wait, wait! get so, gets, gets even better. About right. that or we, fucking goo dolls. dolls are number thirteen you not with fucking, slide. I, not, I did not put either of those. You know, I do not fucking. All right, Backstreet
1: like Boys. Those I games. want
0: it that way. Number fifteen, yes. I think, is probably better than all these songs. Yes, no. If I'm I had not to go arguing. into that,
2: I
1: think I the only song on here that I actually bought was Sarah oh. McLachlan.
0: Okay, so great the, again, like Sarah McLachlan. Angel, which so there are there are two songs back to back at seventeen and eighteen. That are still popular now for maybe the wrong reasons. So they're very meme-y. So uh, Smash Mouth All Star has become like the meme of the internet for some reason. Ugh. People love to make fun of that song. Um, and Sarah McLachlan's them. Angel is used in every possible sad way to raise money. It's, it's just <laughs> hilarious. Uh, Pearl Jam "Last Kiss" is in the top twenty-five. Uh,
2: that is a great song, but my point was this: I was attempting to satirize Everlast. 1999 music and the fact that yeah. "Believe" was number yeah. one.
0: No. Oh, "Scar Tissue" Badness.
2: by uh, oh, yeah, yeah, there peppers. was great,
0: there
1: was Let's great. All right, why do you think people liked Mambo number five? I, this, to me, this just feels like this is like the rise of like the dance culture, right? Yeah. Of like the like the club you know that it was just about like this is the finding m- songs you could dance to
0: yeah i mean yeah. i think music goes in cycles like that like like the disco era happened where like right. the lyrics yeah. and everything these are just a- dance songs like yeah. they're
1: not they're not songs that you're going to just yeah. play because you love the songs they're songs to dance to
2: i do like to dance to living la vida loca
1: there you go see that's it <laughs> I do. all right i i'm a- I think I it's time it. to move on to five questions. Oh, it
2: is five questions. You want answers? You want answers? Yes. I want the truth. What makes a man, Mr. Lebowski?
1: What the fuck is the internet? Words. Why?
2: All right, five questions this week, which should be interesting because my Wi-Fi has been horrific for this entire episode. Listen. So if if I can't respond people at home listening in the car just yell out an answer yeah and then jim and, and i'll just
1: say what we think brian would say yeah and then if i
2: can eventually <laughs> hear it i'll let you know all right here we go uh, i'm answering all right brian so sweet thumbs up or thumbs down on
1: pageants
2: uh way down in fact child so, pageants disturb me to a level that is like one of my major disgusts with um,
1: American society. I thought you was going to be up on that. Like, so we should <laughs> uh, I am. Just shows we still don't really know each other, yeah. Jim.
2: Now, hobby horse riding competitions? Completely down. <laughs> yeah. uh, I will compete in that shit. My children, my two day old child, Kieran, is already training to be a hobby horse. Oh, enthusiast. that's so exciting.
1: I can't wait to buy him his first hobby horse.
2: Yeah, he's so right. Oh, it's already been bought. Oh, Sorry. man. You're already, already behind.
1: All right. Number two. Would you rather judge a beauty contest or a hot dog eating contest?
2: Oh, hot dog eating contest. Do I get to <laughs> so eat gross. hot dogs? It's so gross. I feel like less <laughs> dirty because let's be fair. If you're judging a hot dog eating contest, you're not really judging anything no. like, like a beauty contest for who am I judging, by the way? Maybe it would yeah. depend
0: like... Uh, Seniors.
1: I hate both of them. I hate Seniors. both of them. I hate both of these. <laughs> this
2: reminds me, actually, I show I show this clip to my students when we do World War II. Um, they had in World War II when women started to work in the factories because they needed all this stuff built. They used to have beauty contests at lunch and we all laugh about it. I'm like, you guys want to see the kind of crazy ass stuff that used to happen to oh, women man. who were working for the war movement? <laughs> they would make them at lunchtime walk around and... and the winner would get whistle that i'm yep. like that is what used to happen so
1: i'm going to yeah <sighs> i'm question. so sorry i had to sneeze okay ready number three yes <clears throat> the midwest state i'd most want to visit is blank because blank
2: um milwaukee
1: that's not uh, a state.
2: What, No, no, no. Wisconsin. Sorry. <laughs> I'm picking Milwaukee because I'd like to go to Wisconsin because of cheese and Miller Lite beer. Okay. I'd like to go to the Miller Lite beer f- uh, factory.
1: This is a twofer. The Midwest state I'd least like to visit is blank because blank.
2: Um, Kentucky because of the Northern Kentucky Militia Family Reunion that oh, I at one point had to attend. Uh, <laughs> when my flight was cancelled out of New Orleans Wait, and I was trapped there. Did
1: you go to Kentucky with us to see Michael? Were no, you, a part, no, no, no. you were not, a part of that road trip? I did not. I
2: actually did not go to the Kentucky for about 15 years out of my fear of being left stranded there <laughs> as the militia family reunion was going on. <laughs> yeah. That's it was a, be a it whole was, other
1: episode. It
2: was a terrifying moment. Oh my,
1: my god. Alright, number four. What is your favorite mockumentary?
2: Best in show. Yeah, that's a good one. Yes. I, I, I will have to say this, that favorite just mockumentary, not film, but format is The The Office, yeah. which we were actually, Aileen and I were watching <laughs> while she was in labor <laughs> and after the baby was born. Awesome. So. That makes um, me so happy.
1: So but, Kieran already but, has a great sense of humor.
2: Yes. But Best of Show is, we'll have to do it at some point, the best. Yes. It, it's He's amazing. Everybody in that film.
1: Final, Final question. Deep thoughts. If you could have a year of a fully paid sabbatical to do a real documentary on anything, what would you choose to document?
2: Oh, this is fascinating. I think one of two things, either the hobby horse trend yeah, in the that, world, that, that's, uh, I, think so
1: right. I think documenting,
2: I think documenting hobby horse market. every I think everyone would like to be in that. But what I would really love to document is mothers who start Facebook pages for their towns. Like the moms yeah. of fill in the blank town. Oh, interesting. you know the ones that sit yeah. in their house with police scanners. Yeah, and, and the wasps and are out.
0: Don't go to the park because the wasps <laughs> did, are out.
2: Did, did you hear the police scanner this morning?
0: Somebody, <laughs> Dude, you would the love our neighborhood because, because there are a couple. There are a couple people, men and women, I think, that like troll the HaverTown groups, and so like when oh, anyone says something stupid. They just like let them have it. It's I so would funny. Love that
2: I think it would be I mean, a, a man infiltrated the our towns eastern moms Facebook page. Oh, see, I'm, now, not,
1: I'm not. a part of this. I don't.
2: I don't know if there's a Harvard moms. Like a, there, there, there is a moms
1: group. Be. Oh,
2: Jim, there is a. <laughs> well, actually, no, moms I do know that. That. Yeah, no, no, no. You know. there is like, a moms group. Yes, in there is Advertown. a moms group. It's true, but uh, the, you have to pay those... to be a
1: part of it, so I am not on the Facebook page. Oh, it's, it's paid. It's paid. <laughs> hey, that's, that's how they're
2: keep. That's how they're keeping the the uh, people down. Yeah, that sound, kind of sounds like the Jim Crow South. And I'll be like honest, the, there is, is a little like bit of a like tax. You kind mm-hmm. of have to keep...
1: be a stay at home mom to be in the moms group because like yeah. all the events are like daytime events. Listen, so.
2: uh, please, you need to differentiate between the moms clubs and the moms Facebook pages because the moms oh. clubs, the moms clubs do good work. They're having moms get together right.
1: to do to activities. <laughs> I feel like you know more about this yeah. than this. Mom Have you does. already documented this? <laughs> are you? I. Are I, you I did like, want to spoil in this. Deep with the moms. Clips?
2: I am. Um putting my film to Cannes next year. <laughs> I'm... It has, the
1: four best, <laughs> yes.
2: Four the, best how many babies? Look at the, oh, the baby. Dude, <laughs> dude, have you watched Schitt's Bible. Creek yet? Come on. Oh, I do. I do. I oh, kind of keep. So have good. to keep pushing Aileen the to baby. watch it. I oh my God. love it's so Schitt's Creek. Good. And so we started watching good. it. And I would keep watching it, and then Aileen liked it, but has kind of backed off a little you on gotta it. Got to get back and in. And yeah. I could watch. Did we finish that this most recent
1: all
0: day season? Yeah, long. We did. That a, show, did. it is. We have one more. So it is
1: so brilliant sad when it's over. Yeah.
0: All right, let's pick this movie out of the hat. so
1: good. Oh yeah, let's do it because Katie really has to pee. <laughs> I'm literally holding it in. Oh, that's why you were like, "We gotta get the questions. Go. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's really
0: taking his time <laughs> now. Yeah. Or he can't hear. us I will
1: wet myself. I have had. Two oh, children. he can't
0: hear us. Okay. He's. There. Yeah. Let's pull the pull pull, pull the, the movie.
1: Out. Brian, pull the movie. Pull all the right, movie. I'm gonna Brian. pull
2: the movie. I'm gonna pull the movie. I'm about to put my <laughs> fist through. I I, my can computer see, the I can see the anger. I see the anger.
1: Brian. When you of all... when you re-listen to this, you're going to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When I am sitting on all my all hands, the, uh, of Comcast all the episodes it. of all, Brian's the gonna bring episodes. his like third father child child three anger to uh, whoever he calls tomorrow. Of
2: all the episodes that have no sleep, uh, next week, if I haven't been arrested for a crime. Uh, We will be watching The Sixth Sense, which is Jim's (laughs) pick for them. Or we could be watching one of the following movies. Mm. Hopefully it's better than last week's wild card selection. Message in a bottle. Please. Uh, Okay. Are we ready? Here we go. Ready. Uh, Jim, are we watching The Sixth Sense or are we watching (gasps) Election? Election.
0: I'm going to go with six cents just because I think election's a little too close That's to true. Drop Dead Gorge. That's true. Much right. better. I if I remember correctly, I think it's much better than Drop Dead Gorge.
1: Well, stuff. I am hoping that on the listener's choice, we will lean heavily towards election and away from Nicholas Sparks. Please, commenters, oh, yeah. please. Don't, don't
2: worry. We're not allowing the commenters to decide. I thought no, we were. We, no, we're just. No,
0: oh, you. The three of we us are deciding. Oh, we were allowing them
1: to choose. Don't Frank, worry. Then the episode fifteen
0: minutes. <laughs> <I laughs> <can he laughs> Taking on a posture that can only des- be described as unnatural. <laughs> I. <am> I. So- <laughs>
2: I uh, we we will not allow. We have the three films, and we will decide which one we're going to watch. Okay.
1: Oh, I thought it was listeners. Okay, I gotta no, go. No, I gotta I go. go. We're gonna, all right.
2: right. <laughs> all right. All right. I, I gotta go. I, I gotta pee. <laughs> I am going outside with a hatchet, and I'm gonna start chopping down my fucking cable line <laughs> so that they have to come put a new one in uh, to oh, my thing. Boy. I have uh,
0: all right. uh, my wrath. All right. Well, make sure you... you just pageant yeah. queens gotta go. All right. all right. Bye. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Like, share, Goodbye. subscribe. We'll see you. Do all the yes. things.
2: Everything. We'll see you next week for a very good movie, The Sixth Sense.
0: Adios.